Yo, everybody, Teray here from the Ednium Podcast. Hope everybody out there is thriving. Really excited for the conversation this week. We got uh, Sia Chandler Garcia, somebody I've respected for many years, who has been putting in work and education for many years, making people's lives better, um, as well as mine and my family's. And um, she's currently the principal at Emily Griffith High School. Uh, she's done a lot of other things as well. Um, she's you know, had a counseling business named With Love. Uh, she has Sia's Bean Pies. If y'all looking for a, a quality bean pie, hit up Sia's Bean Pies. She's also co-founded a mentoring program called Watch Me Grow uh, that serves girls ages 11 to 14. Um, and she's a singer uh, uh, and more than anything, just somebody that exudes power and makes everybody that she's around feel powerful. Um, and so, you know, one of the things I've missed about these podcasts and the little break we took was just how on time these conversations are for me personally. And I hope it's on time for y'all as well. Uh, and with that being said, I hope y'all enjoy. Peace. How you living? Large. No, I'm just kidding. I'm living good. <laughs> I really, I'm in a good space today. I'm mm. in a good space today. It, uh, it's been a lot going on, yep. and not just in the world, but in my life. Good stuff. Uh, and then with good stuff, you get contrast. Yeah. And so the contrast just helps you grow and appreciate the good stuff even more. Hmm. So I'm in a place today where I um, got up this morning, did my meditation, did my prayer, walked my dog, yep. did my kisses out, and hey, see y'all later, and still in a good space. So that that's is good. how I'm living. I felt a good space when, like, right when I saw you, because I did not have that type of movement at all. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah. I woke up, rolled over, dogs crying. Ugh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was one of those things. But, uh, I get it. You're the, the energy uplifted me, so I'm well, glad good. we're here now. Yeah, um, let's do this. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Oh, well, we should tell the world who we're talking to. Oh, that would be good. Hey, uh, my name is Sia Chandler. Mm. I am... Right now, I am the principal of Emily Griffith High School. Yep. I'm a native, Denver, Colorado. Yep. Graduated TJ. TJ. Hey. Yeah. Spartan, right? Spartan. Yeah. That's right. Uh, 86, first class of ninth graders to ever experience high school. So, mm. yeah, we started some good stuff back then. And let's see, I have a husband, a dog, and some children, and mother living, father passed. One sibling, yeah. host of nieces and nephews. So life is good right now. Yeah. Family. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's yes, doing their thing. Everybody's good. Everybody's good. We haven't had anybody um, in our intermediate family have any encounters with the, the virus. So yep. we're, we're blessed. And my mom has opted out of the vaccine because mm -hmm. she's the older of the older class and she said yeah yeah it is what it is and so we just support her yeah. you know we do what we do but i'm good i'm good i my my goal is to stay focused stay present mm -hmm. um and so doing that it, it's a day-to-day -day work how do you how do you do that one of the things i'm very committed to is i'm very committed to time with whatever people want to call them god love Cosmos, whatever. I'm no. really, I'm, I'm excited about the relationship that that has come out of religion. We were born in religion. My dad and mom were both in the in the church scene, so that's all we knew. My dad was a preacher. My mom, missionary, ended up being a preacher as well. But you know, when you break away from the religion and you find the spiritual concept of what's behind mm. the religion, yep. it becomes a beautiful thing. So that's where I'm at. I'm in my spiritual walk. 
And what I do every morning, uh, I, I meditate. Mm-hmm. I drink my water. Um, I don't let anything touch my lips before I drink the water because huh. it's it's breaking a fast for one. And then it's a way of me honoring what the resources that have been provided. I alkaline my water. So those mm. of you that are going, well, you know, no, no, all this water out here ain't <laughs> safe. So those of you that know yeah. the water, I know the water ain't safe. So mm. I, I alkaline my water. And then- Did, um, did you hear about the E. coli thing? No. Tell me a little more because I don't read the news. So, yeah, so talk to a- me. Apparently, my grandma was saying in Inglewood, like their whole- Water system is jacked up. Apparently, oh. and it's been happening across. So, anyways, no, I remember it happening in Utah years really? a couple years ago. Yeah, so it's it's possible. So you know, anything man puts their hands in, it's a possibility something could go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that is even very true. the water. So, yeah. so I, I I do that, and then I do a fifteen minute cardio um, workout, and my cardio usually consists of um, African dance. So hmm. I get my my history on, I get my move on, and then I, you know, and then I get it going. And then when the African thing, I'm not in the, the field for that. I'll do a couple ab workouts or whatever, and I keep it no. moving. But um, that's just who I am. In the morning, I think I get more done in the morning before most people even get up and do their day. <laughs> yeah. I'm up at four. I'm up at no somewhere wow. between three thirty and four, and that's without alarm. That's just the universe waking me up. You just built that muscle, and it's there. It is. There huh. it is. And so I wake up and then whatever time I wake up, that's the time I get it started. Yeah. Yeah. When was the last time you overslept? Um, on purpose this morning. Yeah, I feel that. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. literally got up like my body gets up every morning, but then I went back to sleep and then I had the little prayer. I said, I want to sleep in today, please. Mm. And then that's all I said. And I slept till about almost 637. So that was, wow. yeah, that's big for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That sounds amazing. <laughs> you know, I'll be trying to wake up early. Mm. I try so hard. And I, you know what? This thing happens, and maybe you could help me with it. Mm. Every time I'm uh, I'm like, all right, I want to wake up early tomorrow. I want to do my, you know, reading. And like, mm-hmm. that's the two hours of the day that I'm not going to be bothered by anybody. Right. But then the night before, I'm so focused on hurrying up and trying to go to sleep so I could wake up early. Yep. That I can't go to sleep. That's the problem. And I don't know how to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that one thing called anticipation yeah you know we anticipate things and if we learn to go with the flow as opposed to creating a flow mm-hmm. um then that muscle will be built because then the flow will pick up a momentum that really speaks to what your desires are uh-huh. and so if you're desiring to get up in the morning and at let's say you set your and this is how i, I taught myself how to just relax i set my alarm every night goes off. Whether I do what the alarm tells me to do, because the alarm says she's gone, but I don't do it. But the alarm reminds me, this is time to start winding down. Yep. So eight o'clock when that thing is going off, my husband says, yeah, your alarm's going off. I go, okay. And that's like a mental. Mentally. Click. Boom. That means whatever you're supposed to be doing right now, see it, start bringing it down. Hmm. And so that's, I literally shut down everything. That means I shut my phone off. I shut whatever I'm doing off. Um, if I'm in the middle of something, I try to get to the end close as possible, and then I breathe. I mean, breathing huh. is so important. There are things that you know we clicheishly talk about, like, oh, you know, you can only hold your, um, you can only go underwater. Or no, um, what's the thing? You can you can go several days without food. You can go um, several days without water. Yeah, we can only go a few minutes without breath, and that's the thing we need the most. Huh. And so if you can stop taking it for granted, it actually works as a tool to get you where you need to be. 
Uh-huh. So take some real good deep breaths once you realize that you center yourself. And then you just say, okay. And then you let the universe know, okay, this is what I want. Yep. And then stop it. Don't try to fix it. Don't try to move it. Wait for an inkling. Wait for that inspired action to go, okay, then go put this down. Go yeah. do whatever. And it's not, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not a religion, you know, but it's more of a practice yep. of learning how to honor yourself because we're here for a reason. Mm-hmm. And then putting it in place where while you're honoring it, it works for whatever your purpose is. Because yep. there is, you're not just haphazardly. Because you're, di- you're, like you said, you're dictating the flow. Yeah. Because it's, yeah. so, it's so easy. And I fall into this trap all the time, like, where you're just reacting all day. Always. And you think you're getting something done. Like, yeah. like you think you're right. moving, you know, you're telling everybody how busy you are. You think that makes you like a, <laughs> look like a big dog. Yes, you know? it does. <laughs> Less is more. Yeah, Less is exactly. more. Yeah. Your answers come in the silence. Your answers come when you're still. Because if you believe in the higher spirit or whatever it is, they speak in a still, small voice. They're not hollering at you. We're hollering. That's how we communicate. But if you think about everything that you've succeeded at, it's always been an impulse. Hmm. And you followed it. It wasn't hollering at you going, yeah, this is the time to do it. It it just said, pick that up. Drop that key. Do that. Say that word. And mm-hmm. then there it is. That's where we get our rap flow from. That's where mm-hmm. we get our music flow from. That's where our books come from. So if we can learn to stay in the flow, then it becomes that muscle that you talked about. It becomes that strongest thing that we lean on to help our lives develop into what we want to see yep. to help ourselves and others. So how long did it take? So I'm 28. I'm still yep. relatively a young buck. Yeah, I like to think. I don't know. My knees hurt a little bit more now. <laughs> That's because of sports. <laughs> yes, it sport. is. It and is. kids. And kids, kids yeah. <laughs> but like, how long did it take you to be able to like, not only see it, because mm. I think I hear it. How long did it take you to be able to manifest and actually start doing that type of work? I start, Back in 2015. It was even before that. Um, my niece, or no, my nephew and his wife. So my t- my niece at the time, they're divorced, but they came over to my house during Christmas, and so everybody was out doing the thing or whatever. And they were like, "Hey, we found this, we found this video." And it was two thousand. No, 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 it was two thousand five. I'm sorry, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm time does what it do, don't <laughs> it? Um, and they were like, "We found this thing, and and we want you guys to hear it." And it was the secret by Rhonda Burns. Mm-hmm. So I'm listening to it, and I'm like, oh. That's cute. But then something connected. And so I started paying attention to not what they were saying, but who was saying it. And so I started researching the people mm. so that I can learn what are y'all doing? And when you start seeing people of color doing this, you're going, mm-hmm. okay, hold up. Yeah. Sounds real. Because it always they, seemed like a white thing. It did. Yeah. You know, when you know that they call them hippies or whatever they want to yeah, call them, but those yeah. people were living a genuinely peaceful life. Yep. And so I started, I saw a couple of People of color, and I'm like Dr. Beckwith and Lisa Nichols, and I'm like, hold up, pump the brakes. There's mm-hmm. black folks that's talking my language. I need mm-hmm. to see what this is about. So I started doing the research behind them. And so when that happened in 2005, literally between 2005 and maybe moving up to, I want to say maybe 2008 or nine, was when I got sick and tired of being sick and tired because it became rote. It was one right. of those, oh, let me get up and try to meditate. Oh, let me get up and try to, but it wasn't manifesting anything. Yeah. It was when my inner voice or my inner spirit said, this is enough. I don't want to play this game. Uh-huh. And I stopped. So right about 2010, 2000 and t- between 2010, 2012, I decided I was just going to read. Hmm. 
And as I read, that was when I was able to be quiet. And I didn't yep. even realize that the pieces were fitting like that. Hmm. And so when I was reading more, then I started putting things out there that I wanted to see. And then it started manifesting. One of the first things that I manifested that I had blows, I still remember because it was one of my first trials of trying this whole law of attraction stuff was I became the assistant principal of Rachel B. Knoll. That's yep, how I met your Uncle met. Bobby. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And how I did it was I get this information. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I get on the phone and I leave myself a voicemail. Hi, my name is Sia Chandler and I'm the assistant principal of Rachel B. Noel High School, um, Middle uh. School. And I did it and I said, okay, that's what I'm going to say. That's me. That's who I am. And I yep. wasn't, I was just the dean then. Yeah. But I knew what I wanted. Yeah. I did the little voicemail, played it to myself. I was like, okay, that sounds good. I think yeah. I can believe that. Yeah. And then I started acting uh. like I was. So, you know, I'd go out. I mean, and I was always a key component in the school because I was starting, I was there from the day that the doors opened as a counselor, was yep. a teacher, whatever. But I worked my way up. Yep. And I said, okay. Um, how are we going to do this? So after I did my voicemail, I said, okay, I'm going to get real close to the, the facility people, get some keys. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start letting myself in, do what I need to do. Yep. Start, I mean, I literally got friend, became friends with the 3911. And those of you that don't know what 3911 is, that's safety and security huh. of different public schools. Yeah. I got in with them yep. so that whenever I needed the alarm shut off, I'm yep. going to do what I got to do. And eventually the stuff I just set back did my impulsive actions, or not impulsive actions, but um, guided actions whenever I would get the impulse, I'd do mm-hmm. it. And as it unfolded, boom, and it hit it, boom. Okay, see, now guess what? Yep. Your assistant principal, what next? Yep. You know, so and then yep. that stuff, it, that, so that time frame, huh. it became, I needed to see it happen so that I could believe it could happen. Yeah. And so then I built upon that. And yep. I did more research. Yep. And so now I can, I can like before you drove up, I was sitting in the car and opted to be quiet, turned off the music, huh. shut the thing off and just begin to breathe. I did the four, they call it the four, seven, eight. What's that? You put your tongue on the first ridge of your mouth, the top of your mouth. You breathe in a four count. You hold it for seven, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Mm-hmm. And then you breathe out eight. So that you can clear your lungs and you mm. do that four times and it centers whatever's going on. It grounds you. And so and I learned this from a, a spiritual leader on the on YouTube and and I do it now because it helps me get back to where I need to be. And so I knew yeah. I was kind of all over the place when I drove here trying yeah. to make sure I was on time and all of that. But uh, still in a good space. But then I said, OK, this is going to be something that's going to feed the community. So let me get where I need to be. Let me ground that's myself. Dope. That's so awesome. that's that's what's going on. Yeah. On a day for me, day to day basis. If I get up, I'm gonna give you an example of a bad day. Yeah. Yesterday yep. was a bad day. I should say a bad moment. I don't believe in bad days because huh. our days consist of moments. Yeah. If you choose to take that moment and let it spread through your day, that's on you. So huh. I got up yesterday morning, um, or the night prior, I had got a call or a message on Facebook from somebody I didn't even know. But they were letting me know that one of my friends died in mm-hmm. a tank. He was a, did a diving tank thing or whatever. Happened. Okay. They don't know really what's happening to him, but they believe a heart attack and he died. Sorry to hear that. Thank yeah. you. And I get this message from somebody I don't know. Hey, Sia, um, he meant a lot to you. And I'm like, meant a lot to me. What happened? So I call. I'm like, yeah. I'm not doing this message thing. Y'all can yeah. have that. Yeah. That's a hell of a way to like Dude. communicate that news. Like, And I think she thought I was just hanging out on Facebook like everybody else. But yeah. I'm not a social media kind of yeah. girl. I get on there when I need to. Yeah. Yeah. And I call her and I say, I'm sorry. I don't, what do you mean? And she tells me, you know, this happened. And I immediately I break. You know, I cry because I'm like, what a way to go. Not necessarily that he's dead, because I don't I do believe that death can be 
painful and whatever it has, you know, all of that. I get all of that. Yeah. But I also know that death opens up different things for different people. So yep. I don't look at death the same way a lot of people do. Not that he died, but how he died. That hurt my heart. And so that set my evening. But because I stayed focused enough to get home, make sure the house was fed. Make sure. Sorry, y'all. That's <laughs> that's me being real about my phone, not turning it off. Um, make sure that make sure my house is fed, taking care of business, doing what we do. And then I got a chance to do a little say a prayer for a soul type thing that evening. But I woke up with that same energy. Mm. I forgot to shut it off before I went to bed. Mm. Woke up with that same energy. Didn't know that's what was going on. So I get up, miss my meditation time because I'm literally walking around in a fog. Yeah. Miss my, my exercise time. I mean, up at the same time, like yeah. ching, just up and looking around like, what's really going on? Having my water, just me and the dog looking at each other like, what what's is going, going on? on? It's, it's not clicking. It was not clicking. Yeah. But I knew my energy was off and couldn't put my finger on it. So then I went to work and on my way to work, I felt like crying. And I said, OK, this is my, must be what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I didn't. I began to do a prayer called mm. um, Ho Opopono. And it's a Islander. They do it in Hawaii. And it's an Islander ritual where you say four things so that you can remove yourself or move yourself into something. It depends on what your intention is behind it. Yeah. My intention was to break up the mess that I felt like I was in. And it's the it's just four things. And you say, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And I love you. Huh. And you're saying these things with the, uh, the thought process. I'm sorry that, you know, that I feel like this because my body's not normally in this funk. Please forgive me for holding on it for too long. Thank you. I love you. And thank you for letting this thing pass. I get down to Alameda and uh, Elitesdale area. And the little spirit says, because mind you, I eat breakfast. I don't mm-hmm. play with breakfast. Yeah. I, food is important to me. <laughs> yeah. I hadn't eaten. I just uh-huh. drank. And I said, I need some help here. I couldn't even think, what do you want to eat? Couldn't yeah. even figure out. Impulse. Boom. Pull in the natural grocers. I pull in the natural grocers. I'm sitting there five minutes before the door opens. I get back into my whole opopono and I'm saying it. The door opens. I walk in. I look at all this food and I'm like, okay, spirit. That's all I say. Help me. So I go yep. to the vegetables and the fruit. I start picking up this mango, bloom, bloom. And then I said, I don't want this. Spirit, tell me what I need to eat. I'm, I'm huh. lost. I go down the corner. I look and I'm like, I don't see anything. I see a teller. I got the stocking and I stop him. I say, look, I'm hungry. I don't know what to eat for breakfast. I need your help. He jumps up. What you need? Savory, sweet. I'm like, (laughs) savory. He's like, okay, let's go over here. The sweet's right next to it. So if you change your mind, you can do this. Takes me to this bread I've never seen. Multigrain, six grams, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, okay. Never seen this. What's up? And I end up picking the sweet instead because that's what my impulse told me to do. Man, that turned out to be some of the best bread I'd ever had. I had not That's the thing that <laughs> <laughs> it took you on it this. It took yeah. me on this thing. And it took me out of my funk just enough yep. to get me to work. I'm getting there. I turn on. I have. I read this book that actually he does. He says the same statements for me. So I stopped talking. And Dr. Vitale, he's saying it for me. I get to work. I walk in the door. And the lady that does all my testing See ya, because I speak to everybody every morning. Hey, Betty, how you doing? And she says, no, she says, see ya. She speaks to me first. How you doing? I said, I need a hug. Mm. I get in there. She hugs me and I could feel her energy. And it felt like it was washing me. And I was like, oh, thank you, God. (laughs) (laughs) I just needed that to break up. And I get in there and my my assistant principal's there. Um, 
And then my my guy that's going to be running my testing things there. And they look and we're all we're all really long term friends and we're looking at each other and they're like, what's going on? I said, I am jacked up this morning. I need your I need your energy. I need some help. So we do what we need to do. We take a walk, blah, blah, blah. So about noon is when I got my breakthrough. I was able because I steadfast. I didn't go back into because I felt like crying most of the time throughout that time. But I mm-hmm. just kept going. I said, nope, because I'm in control of my body, my mind and my spirit. Mm. I have that power. And so when I got that, about about noon, it hit me. Put on some music. I put on some music before I knew it. I was dancing, cleaning yeah. my office, talking to my girlfriends. And then I finally got it. I was like, there it is. The contrast needed to happen so I can get to the next level in my life. Yeah. Man, you said so much in there. I'm that so like, sorry. No, 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 no. no. It like, that's like clicking in my brain. So a couple things. Number yes. one is when, I, when, I'm, when I'm talking to people in, a, in the alumni collective or, or whoever, <clears throat> we talk a lot about like, how do, you, how do you even start to manifest the stuff that you want? Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes people think it's, it's the self-talk but then there's no action to it. You feel what I'm saying? Or yep. like it's all action and there's no like self-talk, like guiding direction. Yeah. No. And like we were talking about, uh, we talk a lot about like network mapping and building, sure. you know what I mean? But it's more than that, right? It like is. like you said, like, yo, I'm gonna go get in with these folks so I can start acting like the thing I'm trying to be. Yeah. Right? And yep. like, so that, that hit me in a real way. Real talk. But then also like we keep hearing this conversation around mental health mm, and education. Mm, it's real. And, uh, you know, a couple of folks are like, yo, look, like oftentimes when we talk about mental health or like the, when we look at the resources here, mm-hmm. um, my boy Martin was telling me this. He was like, everything's like after the fact, reactive. right? It's like, after, it's all reactive. It's mm-hmm. all after it's already been a problem. Mm-hmm. I wish somebody would have given me some tools earlier on yeah, to manage yeah. You know what I'm saying? All the things that you're explaining right now. Real talk. Do you think that's something that like is even possible to give to kids? Yes. Like at scale. Yes. So another thing that people don't know about me, I have a degree mm-hmm. um, in counseling. Yep. I have my own counseling. I do a little counseling on the side. So mm-hmm. after hours I have it's called with love. So I do I have a counseling service. And um that's actually my one of my passions. Mm. I also have my, now this is how you play the game, the man game. I also have my chaplaincy uh, certificate. So I'm a chaplain. I don't, I don't really know what that means. I'm glad you you said that. So what a chaplain is, is a person that people call on to do prayer, uh, rituals, meditations, whatever they need them to do in the religious, spiritual, whatever. Okay. When people go to school to be chaplains, most of them have this theology background yep. with Bible and all of that. I went to school to be a chaplain so that I can have the access to uh, give people what they need on a spiritual level. Uh-huh. I needed that platform for legal purposes yep. so that when I counsel, I counsel under the mm. chaplaincy. But when you tell me I need you to pray with me or I need you to chant with me or whatever it is, yep. then I am in a space actively. And legally to yeah. do that. that. Yeah, it makes brilliant. It makes perfect sense. Thank you. So yeah. I didn't want to go the psychologist, psychiatrist route because that just wasn't what I was looking for. I was looking for a space for people to be under an umbrella that tells yeah. their spirit. One of the things that I know for sure 
And I was a counselor. I got my counseling degree back back in the 90s mm-hmm. or 2000. And it was when I actually graduated. One of the things that I'm, I'm, I'm dead set on is the sooner you start, the better off it is. So if we can actually talk to kids transparently when they're three, four, and five years old mm-hmm. about how to take care of themselves, how to love themselves, how to not judge other people, how to be a tool in the community. I mean, what's going on right now is we have a lot of things that happen immediately and yeah. nobody put us in it or we weren't put in a place where we could use, do the scale of dealing with COVID and being at home and not having contacts and being stuck on social media, whatever. It all just was yeah. like, boom. And yeah. no, we had no tools. Well, us, a lot of people had no tools. I had tools. So I was mm-hmm. able to use all of the things that I've been telling all my little elementary kids and all my little school kids. Okay, breathe, relax, take a walk, you know, all the little things that adults didn't know how to do. Yeah. Why? Because our cultures taught us that mental health was something you put a helmet on. hmm and you let it roam around and you just know that's just JJ. Oh, yeah. JJ's the one in the hood that, you know, he the one that we, that's not how it works. Yep. And then we tell people what goes on in these four walls stays in these four walls. That didn't help yeah. because you just, it's like a rat on a, on, not even a hamster, but a rat, a <laughs> dirty rat on a wheel. And it's yeah. just continuing the cycle. Then you get molestation and then yep. you get violence. And so, in our culture, we were taught you keep that in, and then you created a, ser- a serious momentum of bullshit. Yep. I mean, shit that people are starting to smell right now mm-hmm. that happened three and four generations ago. Mm-hmm. The mental health piece was way back then. So then when you're telling people just pray about it as opposed to let's <laughs> deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. And then getting tools <coughs> to learn how to deal with it. Yep. You created a lifetime of fucked up is yeah. what you did. And now we're all out here trying to figure things out, trying to figure out where are we going to go with this? How do we tap into it? I'm not afraid of it. One of the things I love about our millennials, and I know people talk crap about them, mm-hmm. is they ain't afraid to get the help. Mm. Yeah. The majority of my, my clients are millennials. That's mm. because they know something ain't right and they want to break the cycle. And so when we look at, and this, that's just my, that's my rant about what happened. But then I moved on and I understood that you can't teach me something you don't know. Yep. So if my parents and my grandparents and them, and they didn't know, yep. how the heck am I supposed to get that from them? So you yeah. can't be mad at people giving you something they don't have. Yeah. yeah. And so now that it, this is our opportunity to jumpstart this and do something different, yep. forgive the past, yep. understand what it did. embrace what you learned from it and then do your part to move forward and do something new. Yeah, no, I feel that. I mean, I, (laughs) you know, me and Michelle were having a conversation the other day because we were, we were having a similar conversation around money, right? Like, you know, NEM did the whole financial literacy stuff. Jesus. And, uh, I mean, same fundamental concept though, right? Like you don't know what you don't know. I can't teach you what you don't know. I can't teach you what you don't know. And if at the time, like I don't got access to the information. I can't give you nothing. And so we were sitting there and we're like, all right, all right. but we have access to the information. Amen now. and amen. What's our responsibility? We know what our responsibility is. Agreed. But like, what does it mean to really fulfill that responsibility? Not only for our kids, but for everybody that we're able to come in contact with that might not have it. It's right? true. Like, not everybody's blessed to be able to have you in their lives, right? Like, right. Agreed. And so we're trying to figure out, all right, cool. Then I start thinking, like, how do we do this at a systems level a big scale yeah 
Right. Yeah. And I, I, I go back and forth on like, bro, should you even start to try to think about that before you've figured it out yourself? Or <laughs> while you're through that process, do you try to go through that process at the system? I don't know. Okay, I, I'm, I'm going to say it like this. The preacher that preach about preaches about somebody having adultery is probably preaching to himself. Now, uh, that's do you uh, see, okay. So yeah, I'm yeah, just, yeah. that's just general, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when you have people talking about money and they're not rich, it's not that they don't know. It's just they're learning with you as well. Yeah. So if you're waiting to be perfect to help somebody else, you may miss helping somebody else. Yeah. Perfect is not a part of us. Yep. I don't even know where the word came from. It's a lie. Yep. There's nothing that's perfect. And yep. so if we are learning and then sharing what we learn as we go, then we get a chance to grow and then we learn more. Absolutely. So I my my answer or my my retort back to you is don't wait until you got it. Yeah. Get it and give. Get it and give. And then don't be guilty if you give the wrong information. Just go back and fix it. And that's what I think is the thing that holds us up. Of course it is. At a systems level, right? Of course like, it is. If I'm being real, I see a lot of people out here selling dreams. Yes. And and and, and like pimping hope. Like yep. low No, key. real talk. You know what I mean? And yeah. and it puts them in this corner yeah. because they have spoken about things as if in such absolute terms that like they put themselves in a corner where they can't say, Ayo, I don't know. Right. You know, I don't know is also uh, almost equated <coughs> to failure to some people. Exactly, and, and I mean to be try to be fair to them. Yeah, the community is throwing because they're yep. saying you know they're gonna beat you down if you don't know. Real talk. And so, like when I look at the politicians, Ooh, the school so board, the even the new mm. superintendent, we were talking mm. about that, right? Like yeah. I'm really hoping he takes this time to say like, "Yo, let's let's build this together." Yeah. Um. So. I guess, how do you do that as a leader? First things first. You stop caring about what people think. Our society is built on what people think. Yeah. Hence, Facebook, social yeah. media platforms. If you stop worrying about what people think, really tap into what you believe your purpose is and drive it, you will find that the answers are within your reach. Yeah. Because if you block out what people are thinking, then you get an opportunity to actually develop what you believe. Hmm. Truth is what we tell ourselves because we'll say that's your truth. That's, but it ain't yeah. nothing but a belief that we tell ourselves over and over again because yep. your truth is not my truth and my truth thing. But guess what? We always we all want to say, but you know, there's always just the truth. No, there mm -hmm. is not to, mm -hmm. in my world, yeah, in yeah, my yeah. world. Yeah. Because there may be something that is working for you that you need to tell somebody. Yep. And if it's not working, ah, let me back up, back up, back up, back up. When you're in uh, certain organizations, there are certain things that the people who develop the organization tell you you can and you can't do. Mm -hmm. Why? It's because it's an experience. The CEO founder said, this is what happened. So I'm going to tell everybody in my whole company, don't do that because yeah. this happened to me. Yeah. But then John comes along, does exactly what he says he didn't, and then gets a different result. Yeah. Because who is John? He's not. The person that, exactly that made the rule in the first place so when you stop worrying about what other people are thinking yeah. then you get an opportunity to develop something that may work for you and another set of people that are on your same vibe hmm. and so i feel like that is the the scapegoat that is the one of the most dead deadening things to people in their personality and their dreams and that is they stop because they're so worried about yep. what other people think about them yeah i heard um ah, it's, it's a gentleman african-american 
uh, he's an inspirational speaker. I want to say his Thomas is his last name. And he talks about how he never knew he was number one on Google. Eric Thomas. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never knew he was number one on Google because he never checked the platform. Huh? He didn't care what people thought. Yeah. And so when they came back and said, man, did you know you never won? He was like, I didn't even know. So don't tell me. <laughs> I don't need that information because what I'm doing right now yep. has nothing to do with what's going on with Google. Yeah. Happened to me. So I started my I started a bean pie company yep. in the fall. Go cop some bean pies. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm on, I'm, I'm sitting at home doing, doing what I do, decide I'm going to launch the business or whatever. Come out of this whole COVID thing, get back to work. I'm at Emily Griffith Technical College's graduation reception. Mm-hmm. Chit-chatting, talking to everybody, yada, yada. One of the ladies talking to me, what are you doing? I said, I'm getting ready to go home, make some pies. I'm doing a pies in July sale, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, nope. oh, okay. And then she says, What's your bean pie company now? I tell her. She goes on. She says, girl, do you know that you got such and such hits? And I said, no. And then I heard Eric in my head and I don't want to know. But thank you. Yeah. Because what I don't want to do is care about what you think about what I'm doing with my bean pies. Yeah. Because I know what I want. I know what I want to see. And that's how people need to operate when they decide to launch stuff. I don't really care what you think. I know what my spirit told me to do. Yeah. Well, I had the same similar experience with the podcast. Shut up. Right. Like. So I did it. <laughs> Shout out to Alvaro, man, because I was talking about it for a long time. Like mm. I, I'd always had this concept of like, what happens if we just like start to elevate like all the dope people here? Like, <laughs> and like, and I was, I would tell him, I was like, look, man, like, it wasn't school that helped me the most. It wasn't mm-hmm. none of that. Like, it was my relationships and the types of conversations I was able to have. Amen and amen. That I know that like people that I love weren't able. So how do I like elevate that and give it to the masses? Right. right? Was fun, the foundational principle of this, of this podcast and to talk about education and all that stuff. But, sure. So we just made me do it. I was like, bro, no, we're going on Zoom right now. Just like, let's make it happen. Just throw it out there. I was yeah. like, I right, bet. I was overthinking. <laughs> and I went through this like process where I was, I was checking the numbers, checking mm. the numbers, checking the numbers. And, you know, I mean, they ain't going to be high like at, at the start. start. Right. And it was taxing. You know, I had to like learn all this. Like, oh, yeah. you know, from the ground up. <laughs> and then uh, over the summer, we took a break. Yeah. And I was like, look, let me take the summer. Let me take a step back. Let me figure out this organizational stuff. Right. Deleted the app that like showed the numbers. Good. Right. Just yeah. mostly because I wasn't using it at the right, time. Right. And then all of a sudden, like I go to the barber shop, and the barber was like, yeah, bro, it's my boy from, from the neighborhood. Like. Man, like I started this barber thing last year. Like the podcast helped me get through. <gasps> Shut up. You know? That's what's or up. Like, or like someone's like, yo, I was I was thinking about this and I was I, I heard this podcast right, and, and right. you know, whatever Trev said this thing that helped me. Yeah, or yeah, or yeah. So Chill said this thing right. that helped me. And I was like, Oh. <laughs> it did the exact thing I was trying to do. Without I wasn't you, trying to get numbers. Right. I was trying to do that. And, and I was like, there wow, it is. The focus. You have to change the focus, change the focus, man. Change the focus. Change the focus because our focus has gotten way off track. And yep. if you stay on focus, it is the same thing with, honestly speaking, with how I became a principal. I never wanted to become a principal of this school, yep. but it needed to be because huh. I had wrote a plan for Denver Public Schools yeah. and it was going to be a, go back to mental health, it was going to be a all, it was a wraparound service school. Uh-huh. There's one out there that I actually helped open um, back in 
2015, whatever, yep. it was Compassion Road Academy yep. and wraparound. Everything got mental services. You got a nurse. You got all of that or whatever. So I was like, I know what. You guys are doing it in high school. Why don't I do it in elementary school so mm. we can kill those numbers yeah. at the high school level? Yeah. So I catch them early. Boo, boo. Yep. I, I, get, I get encouraged by Randy Johnson, who now is over Emily Griffith. Yep. He says, because at that time, he was my boss. Do it, Sia. Yeah, write a plan. Yeah. I write a plan. I get support. I get people to come in and listen to my little speech. You know, I'm yep. doing the whole thing. Thing. And then I get a call after I submitted that, see, we're not going to fund you. And mm. I said, what's the, what's the, what's the issue? Well, money. Yeah, it's okay, always, it's always money. Yeah. I was like, well, that means my plan is okay. Cause you didn't say anything about Yeah. The yeah. It's not the plan. It's and the right, money. It's yeah, the yeah. money. And then he said, well, oh, it's, it's, well, as far as your plan, um, it's just not going to support the, the group of students that we're looking for. And I said, what do you, who, who you need it for? Yeah. Cause I can tweak that. Well, I need it. We need it for our, our second language learners. I said, okay, we can, I have that in there. If you look at my, well, we yeah. need a little more time. I said, is that the problem? <laughs> You're just looking for a reason not to do it. Yeah. Come to find out is I was in the same group of KIPP. And mm. they got it because they had already mm. had the data and blah, blah, blah. Then somebody came up behind me and was like, somebody on the actual decision board came up to me and said, do it again. Yeah. Do it again. But I had lost my momentum. Mm. And I said, okay, I'm not going to do it again, but I am going to do this. I'm going to give 100% to where I'm at. Yep. So I went back to giving 100% at Compassion Road. I'm in the bathroom at one of our meetings with uh-huh. the, and my boss comes in and she's like, okay, it's time to piss or get off the pot, Sid. And I'm like, okay, that is not the right time to say it while we're here, but what do you need? Yeah. She said, I need you to take over the GED yep. at Emily Griffith. And I was like, okay. She said, but I know how you feel about elementary. I said, no, I know how you feel about that offer. And since uh-huh. I know you need me, let's just do this. Yeah. And I took the job. Well, I took the job not knowing that GED was just housed in one spot. Oh. I didn't like that. <coughs> Tell and me so, more about that. What do you mean? So what happened was years ago, each high school had an opportunity to push their kids to get their GED and they had the resources and all of that. Uh-huh. They centralized it. Okay. And so everybody that wanted their GED had to go down to Emily Griffith. Yep. I said, eek, not, not so cut. Not, talking about breaking barriers yeah. and having resources and causing access to happen for real, let's get it back out to the schools. So that's yep. what my goal was. So mm-hmm. right now I have 10 sites. I have yep. 10 sites where you can go Lincoln, Kennedy. You know, I got, you get out there. I got it in far northeast at Dr. MLK. You know, I got all of these things going. Then the principal of Emily Griffith passes away. Mm. And I'm, in, I'm driving, I'm doing this for three years strong. And I'm like, ooh, what are we going to do? Because, you know, you don't want nobody to come up and mess up your soup because yeah. you guys got stuff going on. And I'm thinking, yeah, nah, they better figure something out. And everybody's talking. And then my counselor walks up to me and says, why don't you just put your application in the thing? I said, because I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I love my job. Yeah. Is what I told her. I said, this is the first time I've ever been able to say this on a consistent basis. I love coming to work. So I'm good. Huh. And she said, but we need you. Yep. Bing, you know what happens when people say that. And yep. especially if you're a giver. I started thinking about it and I was like, okay, well, the worst that can happen is I don't do it. Yep. Or I can do it and do well. Yes. And so I said, okay. I didn't think too much about it. Yep. I just started calling people. What do I need to do? You know, I wasn't even serious. So yeah. What do I need to do? Okay, let's do this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did, did, went through the role, but I gave him a hundred. I didn't want to play with that because anytime you're putting things out there that's going to help other people. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, I blessed it, went through the process, got the job. Yes, you did. Had an, yes, I did. Yes. Had, an, it had that incident happen to me yesterday where I was off and the lady who gave me the hug texted me this morning and said and reminded me. Take care of yourself because Emily Griffith needs you. 
So then when she said that, it sparked to me. This is not about Emily Griffith. This is about the people who I get to come in contact serve, with. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And so when you start thinking about all of that, you know, it becomes bigger than the numbers. Yep. It becomes bigger than who likes you. Yep. It becomes bigger than social media. It just becomes bigger. So when you change your focus, that's why I said all that to say this. Yep. When you when I when I changed my focus, then I was able to then get back to the planning of what does the first days of school look like yeah. what does it look like when our kids come back and we get to show them that this is not the emily griffith you thought it was yeah. you know really building up my teachers when the superintendent um at that time asked me because <clears throat> it wasn't dr alex it was uh dr jones and he's or dwight jones and he said see what's your what do you plan on doing when you get into emily griffith i said i plan on bringing some fun up in there <laughs> i said we got academics down we graduate <laughs> three four hundred kids a year i got that yeah i said but our teachers don't even know what it feels like to in, embrace their own culture. Huh. I have people from Ireland. Huh. I have people from South America. I have people, I said, and they need to know it's okay to be them yeah. and not be bow, browbeaten by yeah. all of this equity conversation, but to really love themselves. Yeah. And that's what, that's what I'm gonna do. That's my focus. Yeah. And so I feel like once that happens, then I'll get back to treating me good too, because mm. then I'll have to do it. Yeah, I'll be that model. Yeah, it'd be cool. But yeah, yeah. you know, the you better, first, you better yeah. love yourself. You telling them. how you gonna tell somebody love something like I can't stand me? Yeah. I mean, I, 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 now that you brought that up, I pulled up a TikTok yesterday, and this girl said, "Have you ever?" Talk to yourself like, girl, you better get it together. <laughs> I was like, yes, yep, yep. I have. And so to bring it back full circle, yeah, I think the focus is what's important. Mm -hmm. And if you get back on your focus, then everything that you want manifests. Yeah. It does. Because then you stop that stuff that feeds in and takes you away. Yeah. And it's like all this, like, if you know where that is, yeah. everything else is kind of just a vehicle for this, that larger purpose. Drop the mic. So it's not about the title. Nope. It's not. How do you feel we do that? collectively mm. um i think one of the things i noticed about i mean obviously like within the education system is that we we, we start to think the the tool is the mm. actual thing right <laughs> so like we start to gather tools for the sake of gathering tools Come maybe on that's now. not maybe that's not no the no say it. Keep, talk, like, keep, keep talking that's like right. we got we if i'm trying to build a house mm -hmm. and then like we're arguing over the Come on. screwdriver versus the wrench mm -hmm. for so long mm -hmm. <laughs> you can tell i don't build stuff right? no but it's but okay like, yeah you got the <laughs> screwdriver versus the wrench for so long that we forget about like the house the design about the house the design of the house the outcome the outcome and i don't know it's i don't people get political points off sure. of like and I, I it's like how do we build that shared collective vision for the future people have forgotten about love huh people have forgotten about love one of the first things that I make my clients do um, in my one-to-one -one sessions is I make them take the love language test. Yep. That's your first exercise for me. I'll talk to you later when you get it. Matter of fact, send it to me so I can read your love language and then tell you how to break it down. Yep. That's the first requirement I have my administration do. Huh. They're doing it this weekend and we're going to talk about it next week. Problem is, love has become such a cliche word. Hmm. It has lost its true meaning. And if you can learn to fall in love with yourself, you have no other choice but to fall in love with other people. And then the people that you love, they have a, no other choice but to fall in love with other people. So then it becomes this community love. Yeah. It's almost and like compounding love. It is. Yeah. It is. And so you take that energy. And so when somebody has an idea 
and they want to use the hammer to get the house done. Mm-hmm. And you got another person that wants to use the wrench to get the house done. They bring their love together and then they have a, an agreement of how to get the house done. Yeah. doesn't mean that your way's wrong or your way's right. It means we have to do this together. Yeah. Another thing that people have tied to love is sex. Hmm. And so, and sex is a high energy component that nobody has ever been able to really explain. And it's very powerful, but we use it for the wrong thing. So if I remove sex from love and I got just love by itself, that doesn't mean I need anything from you. It -hmm. means that I am in a receiving, giving mode all the time. I'm giving you love, receiving love. And so I took an action away, which is sex. But when you start talking about love with sex, then you get into all of the other stuff that hasn't been explained. Another thing that uh, people have done with love is they, they use it in music so that they can entice people. So that they can blind the true message behind it. Hmm. There are so many things wrong with how we have been delivered or how the message of love has been delivered that we have taken the true concept of love has no condition to it. Mm. There is no condition to it. It's just you feel a certain way about me and you're willing to do whatever it takes. Now, mind you, loving yourself and loving other people. It looks different, but I'm not going to give of myself to the point where I don't love myself while I'm helping you. Love is also balance. So that means if we can come together, really, truly learn how to deal with people. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm loving you because of who you are, not what you do for me or what what you say or how you look, Mm. then I get to hear your dream for what it really is. And then I get to help you with your dream for what it really is. And then it becomes that filter, that little pond that does this, that helps the community get the information about mental health, get the information about how education is all messed up, get the information. Okay, we got the information. Now we're here with our love. What do we do with it? Hmm. We take some time. We shut our mouths because it's a whole lot of talking going on. Yes, there is. It's a whole shut your mouth Mm -hmm. so that when you are there, that vibration, you can feel people, you know, if they're real or not, you know, if if the situation is going to help other people or not. And then if it's not just back up, you know, because I love you, Mm -hmm. I'm going to back up (laughs) because I don't bust you in your grill in life. So but that's the reality of it. And I think I think if we could figure out a way to let people be who they are without judging them Hmm. without expecting something from them being truly unconditional about where we're at Mm -hmm. then we'll get an opportunity to really hear people and get where we need to go how do you how do you balance that though understanding forgiveness yeah you already know what i was gonna say uh they're like there's people that ain't out here loving like forgiveness Hmm. forgiveness it's big and forgiveness is is actually under people don't understand this but forgiveness is a one-way street I don't Uh need you to know that I forgave you. That's none of your business because how Uh I feel about you is none of your business. That's my business. So if I'm in a situation and and I'm going to I'm going to shout out this book. I did this forgiveness thing with Ayanna Banzamp. She has this book called Forgiveness. And it makes you go through these things where you literally go through compartments in your life and forgive it. Uh Your parents, money, God, religion, work. You just forgiving friends. You just boom. And you're not spending just two minutes in it. Yep. Like you spend a whole week with, oh my goodness, I didn't even realize that I couldn't stand you. Yeah. And now I gotta work, <laughs> I gotta work towards letting that go. Yeah. Because that person is having their own party and they thinking every time they show up to the party with you, y'all good. Yeah. And you sitting here like, oh, that nigga showed up. I can't hey. stand him. Hey. So then you work on that. That happened last night. Yes, I bet. <laughs> and for real yeah. talk, because yeah. that's this is this is our society that we live in. We're yep. not taught to forgive. No. Yep. 
I'm going to use something so simple that people have gotten so ca- uh, callous to that they don't even realize it's happening. John Benet Ramsey's been dead 20 years. Mm-hmm. Why do you keep talking about her? Mm-hmm. Who has not forgiven that and let that go? Mm-hmm. You got people dying right now. Yep. And you're going to remind me she died 20 years ago in an in a attic because her parents didn't do what they were supposed to do. And I'm supposed to remind. So you remind me of the pain. You remind me of the hurt. You remind me of the incident. And you don't give me an opportunity to heal. Yeah. F you. Yeah. Because my heart is important. Yeah. And so is my life. I only get to go this way, this route once. Hmm. So when you start thinking about all of the things that society continues to remind us of not to let go. That's how we participate in everything. Hmm. And so we hold on to that action. We don't forgive. And then we move on. And then we say, oh, we good. You know, we're not good. Yeah. And guess what? I'm not even going to tell you we're not good because you don't even know we're not good. Yeah. I'm going to go here. I'm going to do my meditation. I'm going to work it out. It may take yeah. a couple months yeah. <laughs> before I get to the Are bottom years? of it or literally a lifetime. But yeah. guess what? Each day I'm going to work on trying to find out what is who are you really? Because yeah. if I focus on not what you did, but who you really are, the pain that you caused me is all because you're carrying pain yourself. Mm. Then I'm able to see past the bull and I'm able to really address you and then cut the bullshit off. Yeah. when I realize, OK, now you are just treading on me. Yeah. I love you for who you are, but I can't help you for what you do. Mm-hmm. So peace out. Yeah. And then it goes back to full circle about what you think. Yep. Because then you think, oh, man, he ain't going to call me no more. We ain't going to network. We ain't going to hang out. <laughs> Nigga, I don't need you yeah. for that. Because the world is so big that the piece that I thought you played the part of, yes. there's another piece of a person that's going to fill that in. Yeah. And like you said, the love is unconditional. It is. So if the only reason why we're maintaining this relationship is huh. because of what I think you could do for me. That ain't condi- that's conditional. That's conditional. That ain- yes, it is. Yeah. So yeah. then once you pull back all of that, pull back all of that, and you look at that person, you go, oh, my God, your heart is so pure. Uh-huh. I'm sorry you got raped. Uh-huh. I'm sorry you, your family OD'd. I'm sorry your mom beat you. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that your boyfriend or your girlfriend took your kids from you. Mm-hmm. You just start naming all the stuff that happens in our daily lives that we have become callous to, but they, these people are carrying this. Yeah. And then you look past that pain and you tell them, but I love you. Mm. I love you even when you called me out my name. Mm. I knew you called me out my name because you were in pain. Mm -hmm. And I love you. Now, don't get me wrong. You ain't going to keep calling me out my name. Yeah. 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 Because I'm, yeah. You ain't going to keep doing that. That don't mean you just treat me out. You just don't treat me any kind of way. But just understand that you don't have my power. Mm. I stopped giving you my power just about the time I figured out who the hell I was. Mm. And once I figured out I was whole without you, I don't need all this. Mm. Real talk. Damn. Some for some reason, every single time I sit down with folks, it's like mm. the exact thing I needed to hear good at stuff. that moment. You know what I mean? That's good stuff. Yeah. We weren't supposed to have our interview back then. Yeah. One time. Yeah. For those of y'all who don't know, this has been a long time. To make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've had to cancel some things and yeah. rearrange some schedules, but. It turned out perfect today. This is yeah. because I always believe that there are no haphazards. There are no, there are no, um, what do they call them? Coincidences. Yep. We coincide with things. They're not a coincidence. We coincide. That means it's happening the way it's supposed to, even yep. when it doesn't feel good. Yeah. It's preparing us for something different. Hmm. Damn. Yeah. I'm going to try to sit in some silence today. I love it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love is, it. Is there, we're coming up yeah. about an hour. What is, uh, 
Wow, that went fast. Right? It always does. It always does. Um, One thing, and you've kind of already answered this question, but that we always ask is like, what does success look like? And Mm. what do you wish you would have, you would have gotten, you know, that could have helped you build that success? You kind of answered that question, but. I can go deeper. Yeah. Um, So I, and you're right. Success to me, it, it looks like happiness and whatever your happiness is. At, when we were born and raised in, in an African-American community, we were taught success with the furs and the Cadillacs and the, mm-hmm. and the money and the diamonds. And, you know, you can throw a pig on the, on the thing and everybody can come over and eat. And, you mm-hmm. know, you, get, you, you run in. I watched this happen in my family. You run into, uh, you get $30,000 and you go and have a party. And then two days later, everybody done drank up your $30,000 yeah. and you're back to where you, because everything's a mindset. Success to me is if you can truly get to learn to love and know yourself and then be able to live it on a regular basis without judgment of yourself, because this is a daily walk of ourselves. Mm-hmm. People get an opportunity to be, to be a part of, our, of each other's lives. But if I know that where I'm supposed to be, that I'm on the journey and I'm doing the best that I can at 100 percent. And we don't always op- operate at 100 percent, but our intent mm-hmm. is at 100 percent then I think it, it helps us figure out what success looks like for us too. Mm-hmm. Health is successful to me. We have so many people mm-hmm. running around that are sick about something, high mm-hmm. blood pressure, whatever. Being able to get up in the morning and be living where you want to be. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting at discount tires before I came here and I hear a girl say, I'm not even going home all day. And I thought to myself, literally, thank you. Thank you, God, that I can go home and be there and want to be there. Because mm-hmm. I got people right now living in places they want. That's successful when you can say, yeah. I wake up every morning in the house I want to be in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Success also to me is um, surrounding yourself with people with like minds. Yeah. It's hard to be around people in like minds because we're so constantly dumped in places where we have to deal with other people on different vibrations. Yeah. But if I can surround myself with a group of people that think like me, not necessarily agree with me, but we all have that same, this is how I am. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to be. And then we're helping one another get there. That's successful to me. Mm. And then you know what else is successful? When a sister or a brother of whatever color gets money and loves themselves still. Because mm. money is good. Yeah, It's the relationship with money we haven't figured out yet. Yeah, And so I think if people can just, no matter what facet of life that they find themselves in, if they can maintain their self-happiness... Successful. Success. That's success. Let's build more of that. Heck yeah. I appreciate you Let's so do much. It. Thank you, Trey. Thank I appreciate you. you. All right, y'all. That was Sia. Um, Sia, thank you so, 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 so much for your time. Um, you really set the tone for me for the week. I think you're gonna set the tone for a lot of people uh who listen to this podcast and um again, just really, really, really grateful that the community as a whole can benefit from your brilliance from your power from your passion um and from and from the love that you give every day um for those of y'all out there i mentioned uh at the beginning of the podcast that see is part of a, a group called decades of love and this is actually a live performance um from 2018 that see was uh willing to share with us and i'm really excited it's beautiful really well done they really begin it in y'all and uh with that i hope y'all have a good day peace Still I 
it's unnatural. You belong to me. I belong to you. You belong to me, I belong to you I only want to see you bathing in the purple rain Purple rain, purple rain Come on, come on, turn on your light and get with me Purple rain, purple rain Oh, oh, oh. 